You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From Chicago, this is the Chavrusa. I'm Avram Kipolevich. I'm Kalman Warch. Today, uh, and maybe for a very long time after today, Kal Yisrael is, is going to be reeling, reassessing perhaps who they are, what we are, um, and the fact that Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Zechot Sadev Kodesh Lovrocho, was nifto um, on Erev Shabbos. And of course, the Levaya was yesterday uh, from the time we're recording. Um, Kalman there's talking about about a million people um, out of 7 million Jews, um, a million of them uh, were mishtatif in some way in the Slavaya. might have been one of the uh, greatest funerals in, in history um, in terms of numbers. We don't really have accurate numbers of ancient times. Here it says uh, all of Kal Yisrael cried. That's true. But in terms of whatever it means to be mishtatif in the Levi, when you have a million people, what does it mean to be part of the Levi? It's, it's you know, when you have so many uh, uh, you know, it's, it's streets that are somewhat in proximity to where the nifter is. And, you know, without, I'm sure that of those, a good part of those million people um, probably didn't even get close enough to see uh the them taking uh the the body of of of, of the Kodesh uh to the Beisoyim but that's still being mishtatif in the Levi and that really shows you again I, I would say I would say it's you know, every person who was anywhere as part of the 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 group provided covered and an honor to the greatest Torah scholar in the world and, and, right, and it, it's it's obvious how how deep of an impression this made because from all reports it was similar to the Levi of Shlomazalman, but four times the size. The fact was it had, um, as you said, everyone Sfardim, Ashkenazim, Chardal, uh, um, every single person who is connected to Torah. And sees Torah as something significant, realized that they were mechuyev to be mishtatif in the Levaya of and of the God of Ador, as, and and uh, uh, as we know, even people who weren't dati and bechlal, they recognized who this person was, and that is really quite 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 incredible. Um, but Kalman, I know that uh, you know uh, for you personally. Uh, we talked about this last night. You called me uh, with your impressions, and I know that uh, this is something that speaks uh, to you and in many ways causes you to be unable to speak. So why, why, why don't you uh, you know, express yourself as best you can? I'll try. Um, this is the parsha of, uh, as I mentioned, of Ayidom. Right? Aaron, Aaron sees the, the tragic loss, and uh, of of his two sons and and his response is silence and it's not a silence because Aaron had nothing to say it, it's a silence because sometimes having nothing to say is a is an even greater expression and yeah you know, we had a we had a hespedim we had eulogies given here in in this city by by great rabbanim 
who you could clearly feel that there was this struggle. There was a struggle to give over what we've lost. And, and because you can't express the greatness of Rebchaim Kanievsky, what do you say? Stories? He's, he's greater than those stories. What do you say? He, he knew Torah? He knew Torah beyond what we understand Torah means. And you know, for me, this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is my hero. Right. This is it, it, when, when we talk about someone who was called Kulo Torah, he was entirely, he was plugged in. He was a, I think you said this last night. You were saying this to me that, that he was, he's a part of the Torah. He's an, he's an expression of the Torah. He's the symbol of the Torah. I, 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 he was a Godel Hadar that was different, a different kind of Godel Hadar. I know that. There were great tzaddikim and the, the and chas v'shalom. None of this is to take away from any of the other gedolim, but it feels like we've we've lost a piece of of the Torah itself. Like I, like, I, like yes, it, I agree. It feels I, agree. Like I just watched the Yeridas Hadoras. I, I watched the generation fall from a world that contained in it or Chaim Kenievsky to a world where Chaim Kenievsky is no longer in it. And it's it's a lesser world and a lesser Torah, and and I I, I I don't know if I feel like every everyone needs to be heartbroken. A number of people asked me, "Should we tear Kriya?" And I said, "We should, but we don't." Like the, if if there ever was a God that universally, universally, I mean, the people who are lost in the politics, it's unfortunate because it gets in their way of understanding the greatness of what we just lost. But universally, the, he was not, you know, you, when you've got a great rabbi and you've got a great Rosh Hashiva and you've got, you no, know, there, there are factions and, and factions doesn't mean that the others don't appreciate him. They just don't have that level of connection. The entire Jewish people, yeah, I, I, I want to say is that it, it's not Moshe Rabbeinu, but there's a Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation. I, we, I, and the way I said this to you last night, I, I want to say this again. I feel like, we should, all of Kali Yisrael, should experience the loss of Reb Chaim Kanievsky, like the generation of Rabbi Akiva, when they lost Rabbi Akiva. Chaim Kanievsky is not Rabbi Akiva, of course. He was a Tanner. Chaim Kanievsky lived in our world. But, but, but in our generation, it should be that kind of pain. We lost, we lost the, the Sar HaTorah. He's the master of Torah. Right. You know is Rabbi Akiva being chaylik with Rabbi Tarf, and Rabbi Akiva is being chaylik with Rabbi, with Rabbi Shmuel, right? And, and and it's clear that when we uh, discuss the machlekes as as a person learning the daf, mabig mamik in the sugya, writing a chidush, we understand that this is a daya, there can be a machlekes, we might paskin against Rabbi Akiva. We might hold halacha not like him. We recognize, and in fact, we're mechuyev to see the tanoyim, each representing a solid way of understanding. We, we actually um, do a disservice to our learning if we don't. All that being said, right, <laughs> if it's Machlekas Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Ozer ben Azariah in terms of when is the zman of Achilas uh, carbon Pesach, right? 
Oh, we got to be machmer. We got to be machmer to eat it before. What do you mean? Every Bekiva. Bekiva says it's called Alayla, right? What? No, no. It's from Benazaria. Why? The Gemara itself says that when Doisa ben Hurkinus met the two of them, he said, Oi, Azariah, Takind, Azariah, Zeb ben, Azariah, yo. When Rabbi Kiva walks in, Akiva, Shashim, Chaylech, Mi, Asayif, Ayla, Matsayif, Ayla. Right? Right, right. So here you have, so in Halacha, we said, oh, maybe Rakiva's wrong. Oh, the Raya's triples up and Azariah brings are starker. Oh, we have to be Machmir, yeah, Chasmishom, you should definitely be Mamar on the Seder, right? What do you mean, Mamar on the Zeder? You have Rabbi Kiva. Norvos, I think there's a dichotomy here. And, and, and I think the dichotomy is, is what you're sort of touching on. We know that in, there was areas where Rav Chaim, you know, we, we would find Psokim from other Paiskim. Uh, you know, the outfit that I work for, you know, Dirshu, uh, did a great job collecting uh, from, and we'll talk about Rav Chaim and his Sefarim and Aloch in a minute, but there's many places where Rav Chaim in Psach is different than Betzian Abashol, he's different than Rav Shlemazalman, he's different than Ishver even, etc. And in terms of Psach, we have to realize, we have to be Shoikil, right? And, and maybe Bidoche. But on the other hand, the same way we have to look and say, but who who is the one that Moshe Rabbeinu says, you know, yeah. he didn't say it about Elizabeth and Azariah. He didn't say it even about Rabbi Lezab and Hurkinus, right? He said about Rabbi Kiva. So on one hand, we have this, we have to say, well, does that mean everything that he said is beyond uh, how, uh, argument? No. Is everything that he said not part of the Lachic process? Of course not. Is, is, it's not like Mimosha Misenai. On the other hand, it's an ish that it's clear, despite the fact that, that many of the Tanoyim had a head start on Rabbi Akiva, who was 40 years waiting till he jumped in. Rabbi Akiva represents more in terms of the sheer number of Talmidim who Misiachas after him, and in terms historically about, uh, uh, about what Taira is. And that, I think, is part of what, what you're talking about. You know, that, that, that Reb Chaim, as I said to you yesterday, it, it's, it's Torah is gone. It's not a genius who learned Torah, you know. Reb Chaim Zimmerman was probably a, 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 as big of a genius as Reb Chaim Ganyevsky. Reb Chaim Zimmerman. I mean, who am I to know what geniuses are? But I, I've heard about Reb Chaim Zimmerman's genius, right? We, oh, here's a genius who got, in, who got into learning, right? A man who was mechunen with the genius kishroinois, and he put them into Torah and been used to be this incredible cup, right? You know, um, or, or, or even I would, again, the Ragachover, it's hard because of who he is, but the Ragachover, right? Rav Chaim is, isn't just a, a genius. Rav Chaim, you know, it's almost like his personality and his mind are inconsequential here, right? He, all of those things fade away, as I said before. He is a chefts of Teira. He's a mamash a chefts of Teira. And I, and I think that, um, that doesn't mean, you know, obviously he was not a Paisik in the same way his Schwer was or some or, or, or others of his door were. Yet his Dea and what he was saying was, it was almost like you were coming to the, um, I would say it was, it was more than like the Chazanish said about the Mishnah Bura. It's like the Sanhedrin Melishka Sagosis. I would say it's more like Beinak Kruvim. You know what I'm saying? It's more like deeper me may not prove him than it is me wish because I goes. Seeing, for example, I know, I, I, well, maybe we'll save this to the Mishnah Brewer. And it is used for Psach Halacha 
in in terms of people, um, you know, practically in in, in Eretz Yisrael and whatever in, in that way. But it doesn't have that that same you know universal acceptance of the Mishnah and and its appreciation. But but yeah, your your Chaim is bigger than than his farm even. Well, yes and no. I, I'm going to say that the Svarim, you know, that that he really worked on, whether it's the Nachalesan or it's the, right, those Svarim in many ways indicate, first of all, the incredible Anivas of Chaim, that he said, I want to contribute in areas that need my work, right? It's almost like he recognized his incredible kishroinus, right? Again, his shver, I'm sorry, his shver, of course, was the Dayan and the Rabbanut. Everybody, he was the address everyone needed for Piske Alocha. And we'll talk about the other similarity in my lifetime of Rav Moshe's Ptira. I see Rebel Yoshev and Rav Shomazalman in many ways being mashlim that role where Kaisrol needed the most difficult, difficult shilas to be Mavar al pi Um, and that is where Hishver and and Shomazalman and others stood out. Uh, I think with Rechaim, it, it was almost like um, is missing something. We need uh, we need Harchava in Zroim. The Rambam. This is now the mafteach to make the Rambam come alive, to make Hilchas Dvar Matuim Ba'aretz come alive. But it did more than that. Not only did it give people a practical way to not just say, oh, a, sh- a guide to Shemitah, a guide to uh, Trumas and Maestras, it also allowed them to, to download their learning into the Lamaisa, because ultimately, you know as well as I do, the failure of the Shmir Shabbos Geilchus isn't the fact that it's written in modern Hebrew. The fact is that it's sort of like a, um, it, 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 it is a, it's, it doesn't follow the derech of standard Svarim that go from the Makairis into life. It's a handbook. It's a practical handbook. Right, it's right. meant to be a practical handbook. Right. Right? But, that's, but, but that's what it is. I, I agree. So you could follow it and say, okay, this is what I have to do. But in order to live it, in order to live the learning and now experience it, you sort of feel a disconnect because of the way Rav Neubert Zechatzalik wrote it. He knew he needed it for that door. What Rav Chaim did with the Derech Amunah is you can now go from the Rambam straight into Mitzvah Satulius Baritz, and you don't feel like, well, the, the filter of the handbook. You actually feel that Rav Chaim has brought you over. He's, he, he's allowed you to immerse yourself in the Rambam, and he's dealt with every possible Hechi uh, Timtza, uh, plus in the Beir Halachas, the incredible Bikias. But as I told you last night, when we contrasted him to Chochamavadia, uh, right? You look at Chochamavadia's Marochas and you say, wow, oh, my, my head is spinning from so much Bikias, right? There's, look at all these Achrein that he's quoting. Yeah, okay, look, at the end of the day, it's what he does with them, the way he works with them, what, and what his sons, Rab David and, 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 and Chacham Yitzchak, what they have done, extending that, that that's all incredible. And, and you, 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 you are you marvel at uh, he knows the um, the the Torah's Yekutio, this this Fardi, and he also has this this the Rav Avram Philagia, what he how he says different than Rav Philagia, right? Okay, all of that is like wow. Whoever heard of such pikias? That's so incredible. It's like mind blowing. But you know what? It's a, it's a trick almost. It, it is brilliant and it is fantastic. 
But what Rav Chaim did was he had an innate understanding. Okay, I'm going to give you the Rambam. I know that in this thing, there's also a Rashba in Gitten. That's a little bit different. I also know, again, there's the Ritva over there. There's also, you can find the Ravyon, the Orzarua. All Yisodas Dikari shown him that are relevant to this topic and spinning them and explaining them without getting into Marochas, without getting into the next paragraph, being able to really, with an economy of language, being able to not only make the Rambam come to life, to make you, to, to allow you to live as a Tayrayid who understands from the Makairis. So in, in many ways, the, 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 the challenge that happened to Rav Chaim on the Derech Hamuna was in many ways larger than the challenge that the Mishnabura had. The Mishnabura basically had already Prima Godims and maybe even the Alta Rebbe and others that had already begun to sort of like streamline the Shulchan Aruch into Chaim. What he needed to do was to put on his editing glasses and his incredible understanding of which Achreinim make the most sense, which ones to be Doha, who to include that perhaps with the, with the new Rishonim that appeared that needed to be uh, and, and I'm not uh, dismissing the enormity of what the Chavetz Chaim did, but, but Rav Chaim had to do something much, in, in many ways, greater than that, because no one had been practicing Hilchas Atulius Paritz. There was really, in a way, there wasn't like, oh, uh, Ayin B'prima Godim, you know, Shadocha, El Yoraba, Ayin Maiserab. None of that stuff was around. Rav Chaim really had to invent how practical, uh, how you could practically... Right. I mean, you still have the Chaznish, but but yeah, the, 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 the gap that he bridged is incredible. Right. And in that way, I believe it's, it, it, and I, I, again, it's hard to say, listen, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky uh, has written, um, I think eloquently, I mean, he, he gave a rationale as to why the Chafetz Chaim was gifted with such uh, a beautiful ability to write that, that has stood the test of time. Um, and he has a theory about that. It comes with his Shmiras Adibor. I don't know if, if I necessarily subscribe to that, but there's definitely something that can be said about um, the Chafetz Chaim's uh, Segula. And Rav Chaim has that as well, more than his father even, I think. He is able to, and when you read it, it's like, oh, this is the, when I read Chacham Avadia, I am like, once again, oh boy, he was so incredible. I'm reading Derech Amuna, uh, uh, this is Torah. You know and I'm saying this is this is the next page of Torah, right? It's not the person, as I've said before, the person is not really essential here. It's not like once more, Rav Chaim's genius. No, this Rav Chaim exists to be Mashla Mechelech of Torah. And here's how he did it with the Derech Amuna. This is how he does it. And and, and you, you, you want the Right, you want Mesech Tanois, which are, okay, there's a, who knows what sort of Biurim from the Marat Sloan, whatever. Okay, you want Mesech Tanois explained with Lambdas? Here they are. Rav Chaim does that for you. Riziel Amalach. I love his, his Pirish and Riziel Amalach. It's, 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 well, you could even say, even the Kiryas Melech, right? The, which is, you know, just my requirement. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. How young was he when he worked on the Kiryas Melech? I think he was in his 20s when he worked on it. Uh, the Shaul Lieberman uh, suggested it for the Israel Prize. 
because he was so again and, and Lieberman. Lieberman's another example of a Zimmerman, an incredible brain, a genius. Income, you, 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 you know, it's close. Put it this way, but they sefta, they sefta kipshuta, and Lieberman's Taisefta is also similar to Rav Chaim in terms of every Myra Malcolm, everything that he quotes is Tzimzach. And, and, and Lieberman, who had his problems as a human being and in terms of the compromises he made, saw a kindred power, a spirit within Rav Chaim, which was, yeah, look at the curious. The, the, now, again, did the Rambam, here's the brilliance here. Uh, did the, was the Rambam miscaven to all those Myra McCaymas, you know, the Zoyer and other things that he sometimes mentions? Um, you know, here it's almost like uh, uh, you, you, the, the scholar in me wants to, oh, come on. I mean, you're right. That Lushan is very similar to this, to this Farvarfana Medrash that you happen to know of. Is this the Mokar and what the Rambam was Mastamichan? I know Rav Chaim probably believed that. I mean, I, I'm somewhat skeptical, but to I, I, you know, I, I, I'll take the compromising position, which is uh, a famous vart. Uh, where, wherever the Zayar knew it from, that's where I knew it from too. Yeah. Right? Meaning, meaning that 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 because the Rambam is Torah, so right. therefore it will coincide with Torah. And Rambam may be pointing to you. It doesn't have to be a source if it's if it's a if it's a um, if they coincide, they coincide. That's, that's what he's that's right, what he's right, to right, 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 yeah. right. And, and to be I'll, able I'll to be to be to be able to be able to have kola open in front of you. But here's the thing: what kola open in front of you? Rav Chaim's makiris are in a way a a warning shot to us. You know this; <laughs> these the these are fundamental. You know what I'm saying? The, Rav Chaim is basically operates within fundamental, you know, midrashim, every aspect of Chazal, the Shaykh, in terms of, you know, and, and we know many of his psalkim were based on, oh, you know, it's a psikta, it's a metrash, right? right? Many of his things were based on his, his rediscovering of, of Chazal, rediscovering of of statements, bringing them back, right? Telling people if they had a suffix or a shaila, he said, "Oh, it's a, it's a bavusta, it's a medrash rabba, oh, it's a yershalmi, whatever it was." As opposed to saying, "Oh, it's a galdas kula from the shpolia zeda," you know, they, you should know what he would do is he would actually, you know, put a twist sometimes on a chazal, but really in a way be matzil that chazal, be able to show you that how that you don't really need anything else he didn't need anything else he didn't need anything right he didn't need anything right. uh, you should uh, be able to look in the torah and answer questions and uh, and because it's there and you don't need to make a big pilpul out of it if you know the whole torah right That's right, what the right. whereas post whereas post let me just make this point post him Including Rabbi Yashim and others. Okay, okay. Do you, do you, do you know every Trubas Chasam Soifer? Right? First, for example, when he gives smicha, you know, he has a Kabbalah. You have to be, you have to uh, test people on Trubas Chasam Soifer that they, they should know. Right? I don't, you know, I, I know he quotes Chasam Soifer's Rav Chaim, but my point is that, that Rav Chaim didn't necessarily use the library of everyone else. Right. That wasn't that. That's not what he built himself from. He was familiar enough with that when he needed to be. But it wasn't like, OK, 
You know, do I have my marash angle, right? Do I have, you know, what I need to, to like, well, that's my suitcase of sock. That's not the way Rav Chaim worked. And, 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 and that is something which I think makes him uh, extremely unique. Uh, and, and again, he didn't call himself a Pisic, but uh, his idea in Torah was, was in, in many ways, a, it's a challenge because I don't know if anybody else can really do it. Uh, was he was was he a um, a savant in memory? Is that what it was, or was he almost not? It's almost like shikha and chet, like didn't didn't really uh, resonate. It didn't it didn't occur to him, right? I'm afraid to say this, but the, it didn't seem like that kind of person can have a yitzhar. That's what I mean. It's almost like he's. It's almost like he's. It's almost like he's. He was a matana from Shemayim, to be the the. the yeah, but, but I would say matana Shemayim. He turned himself into a ton, matana mishemayim, because he didn't need to be that way. He he, uh, he 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 chose. He chose and put in the work to to become. Uh, that's what makes him the gadol. But, uh, let me say something. This is a reflection. Um, I I don't even know if it's accurate. But I felt like listening to the Hespedim that that maybe let's say this correctly, maybe the people who were masked him had their own rabbeim. Um, they were students of 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 Rabbi Aaron Cutler, and they lost Rabbi Aaron Cutler, and maybe they felt when they lost Rabbi Aaron Cutler the way I feel at losing Rabbi Chaim Kenievsky. Uh, and and say it like this: They've already felt it. For for my generation, we grew up. Reb Chaim Kanievsky was the God of Ador. He's the Sarah Torah. He learns Torah. And as I was saying to you, parallel to my life from my childhood all through today, Reb Chaim Kanievsky was there learning and growing and becoming greater and greater and greater in Torah. And it was part of our lives, whether we felt it or not. He was, it was part of our lives and, and it's, it's devastating. And, and I don't think our generation understands what the world felt when we lost our emotion because it had already happened. Yeah, and we hear the words, but it's ain't a daima. It's ain't a daima. hundred percent. And yeah, we did lose Rabavadia as uh, I think it's a good. But this is different. I, I, it's not a greater or a less. We're not measuring. Yeah, it's just it, it feels yeah. and energized and directed their identity, whereas yeah. Rav Chaim was what was pointed to for children and young adults. And older adults like yourself, that was Torah, as opposed to Chacham Avadia, you know, generated a revolution. Chacham Avadia pushed a certain approach. Chacham Avadia, and therefore, Chacham Avadia was a, a real leader in the complete, total sense of the term. It's not that I feel led by Rav Chaim. You feel that you feel led by Rav Chaim. You feel that Rav Chaim represents the paragon of what your life is supposed to be about. 
And, and now, if, if your life was only in books and would only be Rabbi Akiva or the Vilna Gon or the Nodia Behuda that, that isn't around here in this world, you would feel that, you know, you, you would feel sort of helpless. You would feel like you're sort of scratching at something and, and you're sort of like uh, imagining a, 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 a Torah existence for yourself. The fact that Rav Chaim lives, the fact that Rav Chaim is there, the fact that Rav Chaim is doing is what gives you and gave your generation, the sense that that Torah is a reality in this world. And here is that representative of Torah. And I think that's part of what you're missing. I think that's what, what is, and look, I was, you know, I have spoken often about how I felt when Rav Moshe passed away. And I would say again, from what I've read, because some of this is before most, before I was born, I would say the four that we could put together here, Without saying that they were greater than others of the generation, which includes the Ragachover and and and, and Rav Meir Simcha and uh, Rav Arin and 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 and, and others, <laughs> they were so brilliant. Chovetz Chaim, Machazonish, Rav Moshe, and Rav Chaim. Those four, you you can imagine that was this sense of a Doriosim. Now. What are you talking? And I, I want to point out that, as like you said before, with the Sephardim, you know, different communities to Chabad, the loss of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, to 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 the uh, um, to many of the Hasidim, the loss of the Satmar Rebbe, and you know, and, and uh, you know, in in that world, and, and then and then the Yeshiva world, you know, the the, the loss of Rabbi Yaakov and and uh, and uh, and Rav Gifter and you know, the. the the, to 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 their pockets, to their communities, to to the places, to their talmidim, and and by extension to all of Kal Yisrael, but but not not I don't, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's the same effect on the generation. I, again, without comparing. Right, right, and, and again, this gets into what we started with Rabbi Akiva again, right? Does that mean we always machria like the Chazanish? Could it be that Rosh Hashanah was right in some of his machliksim about electricity with the Chazanish? Yeah, I think in many places he was, right? Again, uh, in, in Erevin, is, is, do, do we say that the Chalkas Yaakov w- w- was correct in his machliksim? Yes, we can, we can get into that, and we should, but we still have to realize, you know, the Chazanish in terms of what he did in terms of creating the 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 idea of of a bentera in uh, in in Eretz Yisrael uh, was staggering, and and uh, and the Chafetz Chaim, of course, he wasn't. He, of course, we know that many like Baruch Bear and others were nifter, you know, in that in those years before the war, and I think. With the Chavetz Chaim's Ptira was so shocking to people because, again, it sort of heralded the unknown. And I think that's part of what you're feeling as well. I'll talk about Rav Moshe more in a minute. The difference between Rav Moshe and, and the way I felt and why I think Rav Moshe versus uh, uh, Rav Chaim. But I think with the Chavetz Chaim's Ptira, when it occurred, I think part of the idea was there was a, a sense of dread in general from 1933 on. He dies in 1935. You know, Rav Cook uh, is Nifter uh, soon after, and others. But you have this sense of the Rabbi Shalom is taking away. He took Torah away. What is going to happen? And I think many people see that you know it isn't just a Kaddish Baruch was mistalik these tzaddikim, so they shouldn't see the zam. It's like this was part of the 
of the emptying out of of of, of Yisrael. This is part, and I think that's part of the, the dread that I think people are feeling with Rechaim gone. Right? It, okay, it's not there, there isn't there, there isn't jackboots on the ground, but two years of Corona, right? Uh, the the invasion of the Ukraine, uh, Rechaim gone. Yeah, I, I think there is a, 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 there is a sense that I, I don't want to I don't want to confuse this with with all the other things happening in the world. Again, I and again that could just be me. To me, this is so devastating because this is this is my Godel. This is my Godel. I understand. Godel yeah. when he left, and and he's gone, and there's no one to replace him. I, I don't care what else is happening in the world. But you have to admit, Kalman, though, that it does. Uh, it, it does layer uh, the dread, I think, uh, 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 thicker than it had been. The, the idea of what the Rebbe wants from us, we, we believed if Rav Chaim is around... I don't know if I'm we, in a place to make such calculations. But, but we, didn't you... Did, where's what, Rav Chaim? That's, that's what I want to know. Where is he? Right. And, now, and, okay, so look, I think... So, have, again, but you don't, but you don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know how anyone, anyone could um could uh, um you know bear the burden of and I understand the Rabbanim said yesterday they said that they said we can't be masked for them but there's also a prohibition of being misatzled as Pedish or Chacham. You can't you can't not say anything. You can't you can't just uh, shirk the responsibility. And so you gotta say what you gotta say. But you could see you could see that it's almost like people were leaving out this expression because they felt that saying more would be inadequate. Yeah, obviously, like we say about the Rabbi Nishayim, um look, you wonder um, about this. I did think about it. You know, Rav Steinman, uh, you know, prepared a tzavo about what he wanted and what, right? We didn't have a similar uh, statement from Rav Chaim saying, no, be maspid me, right? It's, it's, it's interesting that that, it's he's, almost... He was, he was so humble. These things, it was... It wouldn't. He wouldn't have time to think about it. Instead of writing it Savoy, you could learn a few more Daf Gemara. You know, it's like he wasn't bothered by who cares what they say, whatever. It, it wasn't important because that's what it means. It was Kalkula Torah. Like everything that you asked him was to him. You may have been asking him a, a personal question, a political, you, whatever you were asking him. He's telling you what the Torah says. That's that's what he's speaking. He's just Torah. Where he sees Chazal actually referring to that, you know, I, um, you know, the, uh, you know, one, of, I'll just, you know, one of the, there's so much from Rav Chaim, but, you know, I, I, you know, they wanted to put out a new edition of Psik to the Rav Kahana, and um, there was a discussion as to whether um, they should be, use Buber's, Shoma Buber's uh, footnotes, and his Ha'ora, and uh, the new edition was being worked on by a team of Tamir Chachomim. And they came to Rav Chaim to ask his Chavastas about this. And Rav Chaim looks, they asked him, he says, says Meshavura Brankton. <laughs> so they said, what? He said, yeah. So he went over to the shelf. He took out Chelek Dalid, uh, the Meshavura, and he went to Hilchas Rosh uh, and in the Sharet Tzion, he mentions, he says, I am sick of Kana, Mumasha Kosama Madir Shom. So, 
So yeah, right, right away. Right. So the, the point is, is that, yeah, right. In other words, no, well, I, I think that's a but, wonderful story because it just shows you how far he was all above the silliness of the people who aren't completely Torah. Right, right. Yeah, but even though they, even world. though those are fine, I mean, the were working yeah, yeah, day and night. Not day. Torah. Right, right. 90%, but, but, like Rabbi yes. said, that he said to everyone in the room, you're 70% as Torah, you're 50% as Torah, but you're not 100% as Torah, so you're not as Torah. Rabbi is 100% as Torah. He, he didn't know it, did, and he knew it. He knew it. So, yeah, of course, Mr. Burr ranked him. Mr. Yeah, right. That's right. So that ends the question. Don't get into whether Buber was from or not, whether he wore a yarmulke or not. Right? That doesn't make a difference. Okay? Yeah. His grandson is this is this um, you know a philosopher. Yeah, well, listen. The Mr. Buber doesn't quote the grandson. All right. Doesn't make a difference. Right? So in other words, in, in, in many ways, he really cleared the clutter from a lot of the pastnish and busomentiyad. Right? Uh, Shai was about you know ways have great similarity there the the, the Rav Moshe wrote a lot but if you look at the Kisvik of its time I mean look at the the amount that he was writing in the Hagos and you know he was an incredibly uh the Rabbi Nishon gave him a very gift as I said before in Rav Shmuel, in the Rav Chaim did to Hara, right now, I'm not talking right. about the movement I'm talking about the Sefer that's right? yeah of course and I, right. How do you write so much on one subject? Right, and <laughs> and then he goes back to it. It says Zachar Lamiriam, and then all these other, which he felt like Rav Chaim, although in a different way. The door needs these little svarim. The door needs a safer Machne Yisrael for the for the for the soldiers. The door needs the door needs Nidche Yisrael. The door needs this. I'm going to write this safer, and he had a little help uh, on, on many of them, but he was. Incredibly, uh, how much he was producing and writing them, uh, and, and in that way, there's a similarity uh, to Rav Chaim. Uh, like the, the right, if we talk about the Chazanish and 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 Ramesha, you know, they, they really are quite different now. But in in terms of how we felt, I, I think part of it was the Amer. Let me say it clearly. First of all, the balance, the complete total imbalance had not yet occurred between America and Eretz Yisrael. Um, Eretz Yisrael, it was clear, had the better, the bigger lamdonim. There was not the distractions of American life there. Uh, but there was still the miflat of so many of the European Rosh Hashivas and Rabbonim were in America. So there was still an incredible, uh, you know, aristocratic Torah presence here. Uh, it was significant. Yeah, of Rutner, right. right, sure, and Rav Hankin, and even Rav Volk, and Rav Pelayev, Rav Kanov, all the Rashivas in, in Yeshiva University and other places, Rav Eliachazan, uh, Rav Ruderman. So there was... So Vechik even um, setting aside the politics. Right, right. The, so in a way, although people realized Eretz Yisrael was definitely the ascending and was going to outstrip us, by even in 1986, when Ramesha was nifter, it was not the balance hadn't shifted so uh, completely, and therefore there really was. Although people like Rav Shlomazalman and Rav Yoshev knew that this is a shaila only Rav Moshe can answer, Rav Moshe's death at the time was very much, I believe. Although, oh, we're going to bury him in Eretz Yisrael. He's coming. He's the great God. They did not feel in Eretz Yisrael the yachas. That the whole world felt the Rav Chaim. 
the Bnei Agoyla and the, the Yoidim in Eretz Yisrael knew the address of Ramesha. But a lot of those kids that were growing up in the 1950s and 60s, the Yerushalmi Jabber kids who were going to Hebron and becoming Harifa Dika, new Rosh Hashivas, you know, yeah, they knew about Igris Moshe. Did they know about Dibris Moshe? Did they, did they even know that the only place you could get it was on FDR Drive? And you, they didn't even sell it in those foreign stores that you had to go to Rav Moshe's house and you had to talk to Rav Moshe in order to get the safer. It was true, by the way, about the Stipers farm, too. You had to go to the Stipers house. Too, you had to go to the Stipers house to get it. They, he didn't just want the, to be mispatched and the safer Rimon Paretz. A lot of the Gishmaka widows farmach that the, the Stiper wrote on these interesting and Yonim, Shirei Torah, and other stuff like that, which you can see, you know, where Rav Chaim got the uh, the beginnings of it from. So Rav Moshe's Ptira, I think, was very much a Golos Churban for America, and it, it left such a halal because how the world cannot exist without Rav Moshe Feinstein. That was our feeling, and to die on Erev Purim. There's no. How can we have a Purim without Rav Moshe? It was impossible. How could you have a Purim without Rav Moshe? How could you have? How could you have a Yiddish guy without Rav Moshe? That 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 is how. It wasn't like now. True, Rav Moshe, and, and, and we could go into two sections here. Rav Moshe was, I guess, in a way, um, a reluctant leader. But he knew he had to go to these conventions. He knew he had to put on the top hat. He knew that he had to speak there. Right? He knew that he had to sit at the Mayetzis conventions, and he knew that he had to give the Naumim. He also, right, he also realized what America was going through. Like the Chafetz Chaim, he understood incredibly the Hamayin. I don't believe, so, uh, so let me just say one thing. Rav Chaim was the Chorben for, for the whole world, because we all, not just you, but we all, even us older people, realized that that's the address. Even Reb David Feinstein, who to us was an incredible stiller going and really in a way a remnant of Meish would say, he says, I'm not Reb Chaim. He says, I can't do what Reb Chaim Kanievsky does. That's what, he's, that's what he would say. He says, I, I can't, I, I heard him say that. I, I can't, I'm not, I can't do what Reb Chaim does. And therefore, I think it, it, it is. On the other hand, Reb Chaim was Mufka from real, like, like I'm, I'm making a Bechira to be a leader, as, as Rav Moshe did. Uh, and, 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 and go. Uh, he was like his uncle. The Chazanish hated that. And the Chazanish, you know, like reluctant, very reluctantly assumed it, but he, he did not involve himself in, um, right, you know, he's part of this Maimed or that Maimed. Uh, Rav Moshe had to do it because he realized it was necessary to coalesce uh, the community. Um, uh, however, really, again, Rav Moshe was about um, a derech and psak halacha, uh, a, 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 as you said last night when we talked about it, if you look at the Dibris, and even many places in the Igris, a mahalach in thinking about learning an originally, in an, orig- an incredibly original way, and with, with muscles that had not been shown in psak halacha for hundreds of years, till the, maybe the Neu Behuda has the, had that type of muscles, meaning I'm about to pass in all these shilas, and you haven't heard Saras like this, but I'm going to be I mean, the, the, the shoulders that Ramosha took on to declare counter, so to speak, to the, to the approach of the rest of the Torah scholars of the world who are very insistent on a certain way, and he said, you're all wrong. 
I know you've got ideas, but they're all based on your biases and in how and what things should look like. But you know that according to the Torah, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's not what a mechitza is according to the Torah. That's not you know that's not what these things are. And and, and, and that's he, not and, and let's say even better. You know that's, not not bias, that's not a bias. That's not a bias sir. Right. That's not right. a bias if it's if it's through artificial insemination. Right. And right. And, 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 and and countless other places. Right. And, and the pill and Khalistan and I, I mean, but 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 bringing but, it which, back, to, which, which I am bringing it back, whereas Rav Chaim really was not about that. Rav Chaim w- was not the Rav Chaim goes back earlier than Rav Meisha. You know what I'm saying? Rav Chaim is there to sort of go back to the superstructure of, 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 of Chazal and the Rishonim and to make them relevant, to make them applicable, and also once again to show you, as you said before, all the answers can be found in Chazal. And, you, and if you, you just... And, and you, so that's one of the things I think that, uh, if I may... Get just get on a soapbox for a little bit. Again, this is um, I don't have words. I don't have words to express the pain that I feel in a world that allows Talmud Chachamim to say you it's okay if you know four daf of Shas as long as you know them well. I, I, I think that that there is a that there's a world out there that says as long as you're learning all your life. Uh, as long as you're dedicated to learning, you're a bentire. I think what Rav Chaim tells us is that it is an obligation for every Talmud Chacham to, to, to actually learn the Torah. Like, how could it be that you have Talmud Chachamim who've never opened the Yerushalmi in their life? It, it, unless it's to look up something that Taisus quotes. Halavai, they look up, you know, they'd learn half of Yerushalmi if, they, if they'd look up all those Yerushalmis that Taisus quotes. Right? It's one of Taisus' uh, roles in Shas is to, is to sort of cover the, the important Yerushalmis you need to know. But, but, but and not just Yerushalmi. Like, all these, what he tells us is that real Talmide Chachamim have to be, be connected to the hekef of Kalatarukula. And I, 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 I'm not criticizing Chasvashalm, any of them as them. But one of them expressed, he said, expressed shock that Reb Chaim called his daily schedule his chayvas. He says, he says, Reb Chaim called these chayvas. And I think what he meant, again, not, I'm not criticizing this great Talmud Chacham who was master. I think what he meant was that the shark is not that Reb Chaim considered these as obligations, but that he fulfilled them. They're my obligations too. They're your obligations. I should be doing eight daf of Shas a day. I should be doing eight daf of Kisvei Arizal and eight daf of Kisvei Ramchal. I should be. We're just not on that level, but we don't say those were his chovas and mine or less, I have those chovas too. I'm just unable to pay those debts. And, and he was rich enough and powerful enough in his Torah that he could pay his, I think that what Reb Chaim should teach the Olam HaTorah, the world of Torah, is to go back to that place where at least once in your life, that's my soapbox. Yes. But, well, put this way, you know, Rav Shach before him, did try to use the megaphone that was afforded him as the Godel Ador, the Manig, 
to push people to learn up. He ignored him. He consistently said that what's happening in the yeshivas, you're you're going through too much Iyun, you are are getting bogged out, you're never going to know, you're never going to have... It's worse than, there's a discouraging, almost like the Almost like if you become, if you if you have bikias, you're you're there's a problem with you if you know too much Torah because by definition you don't have that. Rav Chaim was Rav Chaim himself. They couldn't deride him because of the sterling character and because of his unbelievable asmada. But the other chaver that were in the Kailuch saw him as a yotadayfen because they were they were doing haravanya on the sugis, ala bir chashmul, and, 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 and other stuff, like the binas Taniel and other types of svarim like that. That was, the, that was their machshavas, like a, 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 you know, vaiter, a rableib malin type of, or, you know, that's what they were doing. And here was he, was doing taisefta, sefri, and safra. He was going through, you know, uh, everything. And, and they looked at it and said, oh, that's, that he's different. Um, and the stipor said, You'll see that the again maybe this is you know after the fact the door is going to need him. All these other, which and and again let me I'm not I'm not trying to minimize I'm trying to galvanize your point, which is Rav Chaim is the Machayev to learn up, and not just to learn up in the Dafyemi Art Scroll. I did it. It's to actually learn and and push yourself to know more. The, what to, to know Tyra, to know more, to takadu your to, to learn your shalmi. People asked me, What's up with you that you're teaching your shalmi? Now I said, What do you mean? What's up with teaching your shalmi? Right, that's that's it's my point. Why that's wasn't I teaching your shalmi 20 years ago? Why, why, why isn't every Talmud Chachim? Again, we're not talking here about a revolution in Torah, Daf Yomi, getting every year. I'm speaking here to Gedoyle Rabbanim, Gedoyle Rabbanim, the leading rabbis of our generation. They should know that they sapta the Safra, the Safri, they should know the Midrashim. They should be able to quote Medrash Rabbis in the same way that the um Achreinim a hundred years ago could, could quote Medrash Rabbis. Uh, not because not because they 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 have a bikias, but because they, they're learning. They're, they're learning. There should be it's and, it's it's not a re, there's not reference far. As, as, right, as I said, Rav Chaim forces you to filter. He, Rav Chaim is a dogma of what we need to filter out, and I think that's part. I, I, we we enjoy. I mean, we have such an embarrassment of riches that it's hard to say. Look, well, you know, uh, well, I just started to say during shiltas. And like, well, what are you doing shiltas for? Are you doing shiltas? I okay. Look, you know, I want to go through it. Right? It's it's from the Goinim. We're talking about a very one of the earliest farm that was ever written. Right. But the fact that that's even said to you. That's right. The right. people. What are you doing? learning shiltas for? It okay. should have been halavai. I wish I could join the shelters. I should be doing shelters. And the person who heard that should have gone, that's it. I'm starting a Seder tomorrow in shelters. Yeah. Which, which I think is really, you know, you know, again, that's part of what I think the legacy of Rukhaim is. And I want to end tonight's conversation, today's conversation with what I believe was a disservice to the man. And that was, you know, propping him, forcing him, and maybe Rav Chaim himself felt he had to do it when it was explained to him how important it was to actually be this iconic Rebbe who would spend, I don't know, was it an hour, an hour and a half, two hours a day, maybe more. But I knew it was after Mincha when he came back from the later Mitchell. That was the time that his Chayv was... He had the times when he would see people. Right? His Chayv was pushed away. And that's when everyone came. 
and he gave these brachas. And people, did you go to Rav Chaim for a bracha? You have to find out. I don't know how many, how many, probably the number is close to a million who came for brachas, I would assume, in the last 20 years. Uh, people came to Rav Chaim. I would assume that the number is probably... You know, it, it was an unending flow of people. Right. My feeling is, is that that was wrong. And, <laughs> you know, again, there are Rebbes and Sadiqim, and I needed them too. And I ran to them when I was in Eretz Israel. But I didn't feel I'm going to go to Rav Chaim for the brocha. Uh, you know, I, I, I wanted... I, 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 I wanted the bracha, there, there are tzaddikim there, who are involved in Chokmas Asoid, who live in a veld of Ruach HaKadosh. You know, if, does Rav Chaim have Ruach HaKadosh? Well, he's Torah. He's not he's Torah. He's not the genius who learns Torah. He's not the tzaddik who learns Torah, who has Ruach HaKadosh. And he, going to Rav Chaim is some learning. So maybe what I should do is learn. <laughs> Instead of going to Rav Chaim for a bracha, and for him to tell me, you know, you've got this problem. You've got this problem with your back. Uh, you're feeling something in your heart. Learn Eu Trefus, learn it Be'iyun, uh, learn, it, learn it with the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, and, and then, uh, okay. So he's telling me to learn Tyra, right? So did Rav Chaim need to waste his time uh, to tell people, right? And again, there's going to people going to so, jump. You know, on, people are going to jump on me if they hear this and say, "How could you say this?" That's- I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to defend the approach because the truth is, the truth is, it did diminish on some level by definition his learning. And who knows? Maybe we lost a couple of farm because yes. But, but the answer is, the Jewish people needed it. Klal Yisrael needed it. We needed to to see him, to interact with him. And yeah, Torah scholars should not have gone to him unless. You know, I, yeah, to, to go hear bracha about Zacha, sit and learn. I mean, if he's going to learn with me, uh, I'd be the first one in line. But, 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 but Klal Yisrael as a whole needed him. They needed the address. They needed that. And that's an Eislas Hashem. It's Mamish and Eislas Hashem. It's, it's, there are and times. The people, well, the, the, but we needed him. How about the people that paid money to, how about the people that paid money to the handlers to get there were their people kids? people who corrupt everything. The people corrupt everything. And to bring my kid I, in. I don't know. I'm asked to hear. I don't want all the crazy. Yeah, I don't want all the craziness to get in the way uh, of the. But we're talking about the the you know the cloud Yisrael coming. You know, everyone's going to take. Everyone's going to have an angle. Everyone's going to take advantage of the situation. Whether it's whether it's the people on the outside and and never the people on the inside. There will always be people on the inside. That you know, Alicia Alicia Hanavi had a gechazi He has no portion in the world to come. And Alicia had a gechazi who was controlling who is coming in and out. Right. He kicks Gehazi out of the yeshiva and all of a sudden there's all these new B'nai Nevi'im. Hey, what's going on? Well, Gehazi didn't let us in. This is not a new phenomenon. Right. But, but you know what? At, at Elisha's Leviah, no one should have been talking about Gehazi. <laughs> and we don't need to talk about Gehazi. Maybe you're right. right. It just, it right. bothers me. That, I know, it bothers me it, too. It bothers but, me but, that but he, was used, that. he was he, used, abused, taken advantage yeah, of. Yeah, but let's, but you know what? With all of that, with all of that, 
he's, he still managed to remain completely spotless. He's spotless. And in my eyes, that is, that is when Hashem puts a person in the world and says to him, you're here, Adam, Amal, Yulad, when I want to know what Chayvasa Ba'ilamai is, it's to be Reb Chaim Kenievsky. I so, would say yeah, better. You know what? Everyone's Ashrei Talmud Shaboykan. He's not Adam Shabo Bitalmud Biyode. It's a me. He's a me. He is the Talmud. He is Be'etzem the Talmud. That's my words. I'm sorry. I don't have the words, but I don't want to be distracted from Reb Chaim, despite the fact that those points are all true. They're true. But, but but you know what? I thought about it when he was when he was in this world, and maybe I'll think about it, you know, after the shleishim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but but right now, it's 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 um, you know who's who's gonna who's gonna replace him? We're 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 um yisaimim ayinu ve'enav. We're mamish mamish. It's rechav ufarashav as was quoted. Rechav Yisrael. We 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 lost the near Yisrael. The Patisha um, Chazak, whatever words, whatever words there are to express pain, all of them apply and they're all insufficient. And again, the, the obvious message I think has to be is that, yeah, Madaf Leonin. I think if Rav Chaim alone would say, I think if I hear his voice from my own man saying, okay, word. All right, learn. They learn. Yeah, learn. Yeah, learn. Okay, my farm, others farm. Learn, and basically, yeah, and 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 do it. Use Rav Chaim as a dogma of how to learn. Um, not just hasmada and and chiyuv. I would say also to take his. It would be a great thing for the next month for people to take his farm that he wrote. And and be Shiurim in order to get a sense of what is there. Everyone should learn Archaz Yosher. Archaz Yosher for Musr Seder. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I would say, I just think it, it's, it's, it's universally readable. Also, I mean, I, 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 when I, I, I learned it, I was actually, you know, I did my epicourses and I, I looked up every marrow. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. You look up these. And, and you know, in one place in the say for any zeicher keis mekaymai, right? So the, you know that bothered me. In one in one place in Archesiosha, he says, "I don't remember where where I si- saw this." And uh, I asked the big big Talmud Chacham, and he said that uh, the Rebbeim knew exactly where he was, but he didn't want to quote the sefer. And so he says, um, so I said, Abshat, and any Zohar doesn't have to mean I don't remember. And any Zohar means I don't want to say it. Right. I don't right. want to say it. Right. Every I'm not going to masquerade. Right. Yeah, it, it, it actually, it's, it's a double entendre. But but it's it's oh it's unbelievable in in this tiny thin little book. Right? I would but also I, say I would also say despite the cottage industry that I sort of abhor of people who used Rav Chaim's three word answers to create the Derech Sicha and the Shewa Sarab and many of these others farm which are not, look buy them and and use them and give Parnosa to the to the to the to the Talmud Chacham the nice person who got access to Rav Chaim and and believe me that's a good thing to have and, and etc. Um, but I but I think that the um, the safer the, there's a safer called Tfilo Lamisha, where a person was able to um, 
you know, he had his whole shtik vachtoyer on the on davening, and he showed it to Rav Chaim, and Rav Chaim commented, and there's a very nice biurim from Rav Chaim on tefillah, and you can see, and, and it's 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 a farganigan to actually see what Rav Chaim writes. He also says in the beginning, like sort of a paraphrase of Anan the Karite. He says, look, tefillah, you don't have this is the pshat. The Siddur is different than the Psikta, than the Midrashim, than the Sefta, Yerushalmi, where this is the Biur. In Tvila, you have a right to be Mefarish Shalek if you reshine him. You have a right to make it accessible right. to well, you. Was the, that, that was part of the Antichrist Agdala's plan. Right. right. And, and therefore, all these aspects of Tvila, you could have Pirushim Amishachim, and you get a sense from Rav Chaim where he's going from. And I think he gives. Uh, if you get a hold of the Tefillah Moshe, I think you could, your davening will be enhanced by the Havana, the, the, let me say it better, the quicksilver instantaneous Havana that Rav Chaim had. In other words, uh, the man who wrote the work, this Moshe who wrote the work, this was he worked on. He was all male. I came up with this beer. He showed it to Rav Chaim. Chaim, oh, it's this. It's right. He took the safer for a couple of minutes, and in, in, in seconds, his mind had already suggested yeah, I mean, alternatives that i again uh, personally in my lifetime asked me to talk about him on shabbos and uh, my, my response was i'm not ready yet he's not he's not he we're, we're still owning it kali so was still on him on shabbos well, uh, and uh, and you know uh, maybe maybe after after the shiva my, my feeling is comparing him to my godel rav Moshe, i feel although rav Moshe, you can definitely bring into your life because it's Nogeya and so many Psokim. But I think you can be Machnas Rukhayim into yourself by again, he's so accessible. You know, you know, all you need to do is really, again, put this way, he's such a part of Torah itself that again, going back to my original theme, he enters into you with such ease that that's the simon of Torah. Chacham Avadia, you have to get into the mindset about what Chacham Avadia is doing. The Chazanish, unfortunately, because of the diktuk and because of the strength of his thinking, you got to be in the right brain to, to learn the Chazanish. You better be concentrating or you're not going to get what the Chazanish is saying. Rav Chaim was gifted that even if you're a shtikwan meichen de katnos or wherever you are, Go to this forum. That's what I would say. I don't know if it's an answer for you, but for maybe some of our listeners, go to those forum, and not just be making based medical kvaro. Allow Rav Chaim Leip Nachshmaryo Yosef Chaim. The truth is, if you're shomer, if you're ma, if you if you allow this to be a mishmeres within you of the incredible uh, of his works, then that will be Yosef Chaim within yourself. So Shmaryo Yosef Chaim, that's what you can do. And I think uh, bereft, forlorn, uh, uh, in, in a state of Avelis, in a state of shock, Rabbi Kalman Warch. And my Chavrusa, the uh, one who's able to be makif and understand <laughs> these perspectives and provide some insight to Rabbi Avram Kivalevis. Well, take care, everybody. We'll catch you later. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.